We just wrapped up with Coach Chris Horner, who is the head football coach at Castle Roble High School and is also a teacher there and had a great conversation with him uh, just about everything that's going on. You know, he's like I said, he's a football coach and a teacher. Uh, today is August 4th. So, you know, they're right on the verge of getting started with school again and all the things that he has to deal with, both as a coach, as a teacher, as a husband and a dad. Um, all of those areas are obviously affected for a lot of people. And um, he's definitely affected by all of those things in all of those areas. So we thought he'd be a great person to talk to. And so we have a good time talking to Coach Horner. Um, like I said, he's just a very inspirational, motivational, positive human being. And so I think if you are a coach or a teacher, I think you'll definitely listen to this and have some great takeaways. How do you stay positive during this uh, quarantine, this this a pandemic that we're currently living through how do you stay connected to your to your coaches how do you you know one of the big things he talked about was uh, how do you maintain and how do you how do you uh, make sure you're living with empathy when it comes to being a teacher or being a coach or being a, a parent I think he says a lot of great things and you know the bottom line is we joked about it on the podcast but the bottom line is sometimes when I ask him questions or when we ask each other questions the answer is I don't know and that's okay because as long as if your answer is I don't know how do we deal with this, but you have the mentality that you're going to get through it and we're going to figure it out. I think that's the best thing you can do right now uh, for yourself and for everybody that's relying on you. So uh, we'll talk a lot about that as well in this podcast. But uh, yeah, man, we love Coach Horner, one of our favorites for sure. So uh, I'm going to stop talking and let you get to this episode. See you. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto, and Deb is not here, so she made it back uh, after missing about eight episodes. She made it back for two episodes, and then she decided to bail on us again. And I was thinking about this. She was kind of she's kind of like that kid in the the group project who will show up just yes. enough to make sure that everybody else in the group knows that they're still part of the group enough to get the grade. And then she bails, and then you know when she leaves, everybody's like, "This sucker." is just trying to get those, <laughs> trying to get those points. She's not, she's not doing any work. So anyways, I'm just kidding. We love Deb and, uh, you know, wish, uh, wish she was here, but again, she's out of town and taking care of some stuff, but that's okay. Cause we have an awesome guest. Uh, one of our favorites, someone who's been on the podcast, uh, maybe, maybe about a, a year ago. And that is uh, coach and teacher, Chris Horner. What's up, man? I'm doing well, man. I guess we're going to have to pick up the slack. I was, uh, I was always the kid who got stuck with doing the work in the group projects anyway. So we just, uh, <laughs> perfect. We have the right guy then I'll, I'll let Deb know. <laughs> right on, right yeah, on, right on. Well, I'm going to miss her, uh, her warm up questions, man. I was, uh, I was listening to some of your podcasts and, uh, yeah, I was like, Ooh, yeah, there you go. So, but, uh, I don't know, whatever. Let's, let's, let's get after it, man. I, I miss Deb, but it's good to be on. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, man. No, it's, it's been fun because like I said, she missed a few episodes and then last week I missed an episode. So we always enjoy taking those opportunities to uh, take shots at the other person. So it's all in good fun and we have a, we have a good time and I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoy it. Cause some people are like, man, you guys are kind of mean to each other. It's like, no, 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 we, <laughs> 
we're just we're just messing around. It's a joke. So I feel like coaches, I feel like coaches and athletes understand that though. They're like, yeah, we get this. This is normal locker room talk. Oh yeah, man. If, I mean, I tell my kids if if I'm not goofing around with you, uh, th- that's when you got things to worry about. So yeah. That's, oh sure. man, I, I know people like that. I tell them it's like, oh yeah, that person's not joking with you. Mm, they probably don't like you. So yeah, <laughs> buckle up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right but on. Hey, right but hey, on. man. Uh, so I don't I actually I don't have any warm up questions uh, this time around. But I will ask you: did, did when you came on last, did she ask you the the life song question? You know what? Yeah, she no, she did not. But man, I, I've heard enough podcasts where that stumps everybody, man. I listened to uh, Michelle Dapper. I listened to the uh, I just listened to your Spivey Brothers uh, podcast. Yeah. Jesus, dude, those guys are funny. Those guys are funny dudes, man. Man, so, you, need uh, to, you need to be on their podcast. Char- I'm going I'm to tell them I, that. They were, they were very entertaining. And They're when awesome. They, uh, when the guy's like, oh, I'll think of the song and then like, Two-thirds of the way through, he just popped out a title. I'm like, ah, there it is. I knew it was coming. I was just waiting yeah. for it. But, uh, yeah, I listened to Ali Aguilar's um, yeah. podcast, and you guys were stumping her on that. But that's, that's the stumpy question. And so I, I was like, you know what? My, my first thought was uh, Baby Back by uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. That was the first one I thought, but that's, <laughs> that's not appropriate, so I can't roll with that. Well, it's too late but, now, uh, man. That's all I can yeah, think of so now. I'm like, oh, what am I <laughs> I know, right? No, but don't stop believing by Journey, man. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. That 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 comes go. on, and I'm I'm a Journey guy, and, and that's just I consider myself a, a, an optimist by nature. Um, so I mean, uh, you know, we, we we talk every year, getting ready for uh for our coaches' meetings. You know, debriefing the season from the year before, and it's hey, man we can win a section title this year. And it's like, coach, when have you ever not said that? You always think we can win a section title. It's like, well, yeah, man, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. Don't, don't stop believing baby. So yeah, that, that is my life song. Don't stop believing. I married, I married a woman who is way too good looking for me, man. I know you've seen her on Facebook and I know you went, was he rich before they met? No, how this happen? Yeah. I did. I didn't. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat, no, man. I got yeah, people. it's just, I oh, bro. Oh, no, I've seen your wife, and I, th- I think, I don't think that kid is yours because that kid is way too cute to be yours. So. And, and she's also way too white. So I'm not sure what happened. That's my favorite joke. I'm like, I don't know who the, who the dad is, but she is pretty cute. <laughs> she is adorable. You can't post enough pictures of that thing. She is so cute. So, yeah, and I, I appreciate that. But no, and you know, what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a, a little bit of a limb here and say that anybody who knows you, would uh, probably agree that you're a, a tremendous optimist. Is that, is that safe to say? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think I, so too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I like to surround myself by positive people. And, you know, my coaches that I bring on staff are all positive dudes, guys I like to be around because, you know, I just don't like negative Nancys, man. If, right. if you got that person who's just a pessimist, like it looks at the bad of, of everything, it's like, man, I, I, can't, I don't have enough – I don't have enough energy for you, brother. I, I gotta, we, we gotta separate. So now it, it's a, yeah, I like to surround myself with good, positive people. I love it, man. Well, that's a great song choice. And I think what you just said is a perfect segue. I mean, we're just going to kind of jump into it, man. I mean, it is. let's get it. Positivity, negativity. I mean, I don't think there's a more appropriate time than right now, as far as man, people are, people are feeling really negative because of everything that's going on in this world. I mean, we did, I mean, it's been like four months and we thought, Hey, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do this uh, zoom podcast thing for, you know, maybe a month or two and then we'll be back to normal. And here we are four four or five months later, we're in the same spot. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I'll ask you this just to start off, like you as a, as a, a husband, a father, a coach, a teacher, um, a leader, 
like how, how do you stay positive? I mean, you're just naturally positive, but there's gotta be times now where you don't feel that positivity or you, you have to really work yourself up to be positive, right? Cause things are so negative. So like, how do you maintain that positivity? I'll tell you this, man. Um, there's not much to do. Well, I mean, you're always finding something to do in quarantine, but the first thing I do is I unfollow or I snooze people for 30 30 days on Facebook that are just spitting vitriol. And I don't care what side of the, you know, conservative liberal, I don't care what side you are. If you're not throwing something positive out there, you know, something about your family and what you guys are doing, man, if it's, if it's political, unfollow snooze for 30 days. Um, but right, yeah, right. that's the first thing <laughs> I just, yeah. don't, I, I just, it, it, it's such a stressful time and you don't know what to believe out there, man. It's just like, okay, how is, how is this impacting me and what can I control? I can control what I can control. So the first thing is I've unfollowed and I've snoozed a lot of people on Facebook. <laughs> so that's the first thing. That's smart. Yeah. yeah right. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to unfriend them cause that's stupid. You know, you don't unfriend right. people for having, you know, opinions and different beliefs or whatever the heck, but I could definitely snooze you for 30 days. <laughs> Let's see oh. what you got after that. But that's no, one of the it, best features, man. That, that right? unfollow snooze button is like when they did that, like this is a game changer. For oh, sure. it's a game changer. <laughs> right. And I've taken yeah. full advantage. I, I remember my Seattle Seahawks fans, the Niners lost to the Seahawks. I was, I yeah. was unfollowing and snoozing people left and right <laughs> about three or four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so That's yeah awesome. i mean you know staying positive during this thing i don't it, it, you don't know what to expect so sure. it's like I, i'm so grateful that my kids are 15 and 13 um and my wife is as cool as she is because i'll tell you man i mean I, I am very fortunate to have the life that i have to where i like being around my wife she's my best friend my kids are really cool to be around and they, they listen and follow instructions and you know they're self-sufficient so i mean That's we've awesome. had a really good time during this time. And I'll tell you, um, it, it's a bummer because it's affecting us in the athletics with, with football right now. We didn't right. get a spring football. We didn't get a summer football, but the optimist in me says, Hey, you know, they pushed the season back. It starts in January. Really right now is March. You know, if we're really looking at the calendar. So, Hey, I, I've still got a summer football to get prepared for starting in September, October, you know? So right. it, it, it's, it's okay. The glass is half full in that end. And, you know, as the teacher from the distance learning standpoint, I mean, we were all in survival mode at, at the uh, yeah. end of the term last year, March 13th, when that day hit, it's like, all right, everything's shut down. We're like, uh, what do we do? Um, right. I will tell you, you've alluded to it before with how busy I am, bro. I have read five books for pleasure and I never get to just sit and read. Never. Wow. That's and awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, the fact that I could actually get through a whole book, but sure. <laughs> but I've had time to like settle down and breathe because I mean, in the, my springs are crazy, man. I'm on sunrise, sure. really bored. I, I'm I'm managing my kids' junior team, and my gosh, man, when you get to the juniors in little league, yeah. whoa! I mean, I got like. I had like 16 players on my roster. I'm like, dude, I've got to get everybody through it. So, you know, you, you, that's emotionally and, and mentally draining. And I'm running spring football. We're doing weights. We, we have all this stuff going. We got seven on sevens going. And then it's all just shut down. And it's like, okay, well, I could take advantage and like breathe and actually get to relax for a second. Right. And, you know, we, we made the best of it. My wife put a schedule up and we followed the schedule and how that thing was going to look on the daily. I, I saw that. That was uh, that was an yeah. intense schedule. Like, whoa. No, but, but that's that's what we need. We need structure. Absolutely. And Absolutely. my wife is an it amazing was impressive. Human being. Right? So, I, I yeah. did not show my wife that. I didn't no. show her that. <laughs> 
But it was it was good. We just had we knew at that time of the day it's family time and it's we're playing board games. We've gotten really good at uh, you know a couple. We played this Disney game, Villainous, where it's like a group. It's like a card game, and we started playing Munchkin. Oh. Um, okay, we just we played a bunch of board. My son the other day is like, "Hey, I heard of this really good game. I heard it's pretty cool. It's called Risk." I'm like, "Bro, you've never played Risk? <laughs> I, I ordered it on Amazon. We're gonna nice. get it tomorrow. <laughs> so, oh, like, nice. Oh, Risk is gonna be legit. He's gonna love it. He's an into like so. We'll have some fun with that. But wait, so are you guys? I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. Are you guys all like all of you and your family? Are you always all competitive? Because risk wife, is one of those games that can break up a family. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> My wife won't play. But oh, no. We, okay. we, had, we had a, a, a taboo. We, we used to play taboo. You remember the, with a little buzzer? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. When we were dating, we were playing. That we, she, I brought her over for Thanksgiving. We went to Bodega Bay one time. And we played taboo. And it was so intense. She's like, I will never play this game with you ever again. <laughs> and and we, I just threw it away because there was no one to play with. So, yeah, yeah. she won't play taboo with me. Um, That's funny. It gets competitive. But I'm starting to get the uh, – they, they start thinking that, you know, all these, these games where it's all strategy and you got to kind of rely on one another. Yeah. I have the reputation of – you only, you know, be helpful when it's convenient for you. I'm like, hey, at the end of the day, I want to win. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the coach in you, man. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I feel like I've seen a lot, of, uh, a lot of people posting those pictures of board games with their family. And uh, it's, it's fun because like, it is a cool opportunity for like, families that might be super busy all the time to right. come together. And it's like you have to sit there and enjoy each other's company. I mean, you don't have to, but it would probably be a best use of your time. So the fact that you guys are doing that is awesome. And I think it's cool too, because from um, like from your athletes or your friends or family, who, who everybody who sees that, like that's like you're leading too. Like you're still leading, right? That's what we've been talking about a lot lately is that coaches don't just lead on the field. They're leading everywhere. It's like you're, if you're a leader on the field, you're probably a leader in all aspects of your life. So people are probably inspired by what you guys are doing and what your wife is doing. And so that's a cool thing, man. You're still inspiring people even not when you're not on the field. Well, I never thought about that. So Next time I feel bad about myself, I'm going to call you for a pep talk. So I'll, I'll, I'll send you that soundbite right there. Right on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this too. I don't want to get too far off track, but as you know, this is what we do on this podcast. Um, my wife and I were laughing because uh, we're both friends with you on Facebook. And so during the leading up to 4th of July, you're posting like crazy about the firework booth. Uh, I just want to put this, put this on record, man. You were like the... I don't know if it's okay to say you're like the Pablo Escobar of big bangs. Like you were slinging those things. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, 14 of those this year, man. I know. 14 and, and big bangs. That became a thing in my house. We're like, uh, my wife and I were like, Hey, did you see? He sold another one. Oh, he sold another one. It's like, how many is this dude going to sell? And you made a, I mean, you put it out there. You made a ridiculous amount of money on that firework booth. Well done. Bro, it was it was funny. You know, we run that fireworks booth with Sunrise Little League, yeah. and the whole week, I, I don't know if I. So I'll, I'll tell you how that thing went, and, and I, I work. We see the sales from the year before, and our first day of sales last year was seven hundred and fifty dollars. Our first day of sales this year was like four grand. And Jeez. I'm looking at this going, guys, we're going we're gonna to knock this out of the park. People are going to come out and buy fireworks galore. This is going to be crazy. Yeah, and right. so every morning I'm like, I'll go take care of it. Like you, you do a pre-order the night before. But when you go down there, they limit you on what you can you know, take for extra, sure. right? But I'll go down there and I'm like, hey, I want more of these. How many of these? Uh, we'll give you 10. I need 20. Can you give me 20? We'll give you 15. Okay. And I'm doing that. Bro, I, you've seen my big red Chevy truck with a camper shell. That thing yeah. was packed 
to the tilt every day. And every day I'm bringing more and more fireworks back to the U-Haul and the guys at Sunrise are like, dude, you're bring- we're never going to be able to sell this. You're, you're, you're filling the, the, the U-Haul up. It's supposed to get lower and lower by the week. I said, trust me, guys. I think Friday and Saturday are going to be uh, incredible. Just trust me. They're like, okay, well, inventory is going to be a pain in the butt because if at the, on the Sunday after, or the, the 5th, you got to literally count everything by hand. And they're like, sure. dude, the inventory is going to take – I said, I'll help you do the inventory this year. Just, just trust me. Right. Bro, Friday hit. And they're like, oh my gosh, we, we, we did, it was a ridiculous amount on Friday and going into that Saturday, I said, I'm the guy sitting over here telling you, I told you so. I mean, and, and people were shutting down left and right at like 10 o'clock on that Saturday, the TNT booths around us were shutting down and yes. it was just, everyone was converging on that sunrise and old Auburn location. And we had a line around the corner all day and I'm like, this is glorious. So yeah, we made a lot of money. It was great. So yeah, it was, uh, it was wild following that whole thing. And like I said, uh, like I said, the Pablo Escobar of uh, big bangs, man, you were just, <laughs> just those things were just flying off the shelf for you. So it was just, it was wild. We had a fun time following that. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Well, that's Crazy. good. Well, well, now we have a gold for next year. So, there you anyhow. Go. But yeah, that's um, good. So, like, give me your thoughts, man, on, on like the CIF statement. We talked about that, I think, last episode um, or maybe two episodes ago. I can't remember at this point. But we just talked about, you know, they put up the statement, the season, you know, just the gist of it. They bumped the season back to start in January. There's only really two sports seasons now, right? So, they're combining the what would be the winter and the spring sports. Um so I guess just a couple of questions, um, you know, what are your thoughts on, on the, you, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, but like, what are your thoughts on, you know, how that's going to affect your athletes? And then, you know, something we talked about was multi-sport athletes. I don't know how many multi-sport athletes you have and out of those multi-sport athletes, how many of them, well, I guess in your situation, they can play, they could play both sports, correct? It's more of the, it's more of the right. winter and the spring that's affected. The way it laid out, we're not going to be affected with football as much because right. um, the, 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 the fall just got pushed to the winter, and I don't have it in front of me, so forgive me if I get any of these facts wrong. But it, 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 from, if memory serves, we're in the winter. Fall is basically winter sports. You got football, cross country, you know, the water sports or whatever was done then. And then – they just shoved the winter and the spring sports together to make the spring right after. So right. it's not going to affect us because we're always the first one coming out, but it will affect kids who are going to go play basketball because there's such, it, it just, it's, it's just right. a fine line. Right. Our season is supposed to end here and they're supposed to start, but if we make the playoffs, there, there's an overlap there. And so mm. we, got, we got some basketball players. Um, I think it's going to mostly affect our basketball players. We have some baseball players. Um, but I don't know. I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, there, there's, there's a handful, but we're just all going to have to work together somehow and, and, and make it work. But I mean, it's, it's going to be one of those fine line things like, you know, uh, our, our, our players, if, if I feel comfortable with them going out playing basketball, cause I mean, man, you could, you could roll an ankle anytime. And if we make yeah. a run and we're relying on the wrong guys, I don't know, man, I don't have any thoughts about it. I don't know sure. what it's going to be like, but we, we, we work together over here. Well, I've known coach Tupper since, um, you know, we were in elementary school. We went to Mariposa Elementary together. So I've known the guy for a really long time. And, uh, you know, the basketball coach, I teach Avid with him. So, yeah. I mean, we got a good relationship. The wrestling coach, Coach Delgado, he's a good friend of mine. So yeah. we're going to try to find a way to make it all work, man. So 
But at the end of the day, I mean, if we make a playoff run, which I'm optimistic that we can make a playoff run, yeah, um, sure. then, you know, we gotta, we gotta be, we gotta be smart about it. But I know one of my wide receivers, he's a, he's a big basketball player, Greg Zane. I know he's going to end up playing hoops. And so we got to figure out a way that, you know, to wet his beak so he can get his hoops in and still, you know, be a, a viable option for us as a football player. So yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to be sexy, man. I'll tell you that much, Josh. And sure. and I will say the spring sports, they're going to be overlapped. So basketball players and baseball players, some of them were going to have to make a, a choice one right. way or the other, or right. the coaches work out a way to make them do both. Like my son's a soccer player and he also plays golf. And so I'm like, Hey brother, you're going to have to figure out, you know, which one you're going to have to do. But you know, I, I I'm sure I already, talk to the, his golf coach he's like hey man we'll figure out a way i know he's a soccer player who plays golf maybe he'll just roll out and play in the matches on golf days he doesn't have to go to the practices and maybe right. we'll cut out with the soccer but man some programs are going to fold because they're not going to have you know kids to be able to you know have, right. field the team which is unfortunate but right. man we're in a we're in a very right. weird year this year i mean weird is the sure. understatement of the year right. so. <laughs> well i was just thinking i mean it, just you know obviously this, there's we can't predict what's going to happen or how it's going to look but I, I imagine that say 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 next school year is so not this upcoming school year but the following school year say it gets back to a point where it's a little bit more normal right it's probably not it's not gonna be normal for a long time but say the sports seasons get back to a more normal schedule then this current school year the spring sports would affect you your summer program so even on the on the tail end of that yes that would become an issue. And then that it's like a shortened summer for your football team for the following school year. So it's kind of a weird, you guys are kind of in a weird situation. We're in a very weird situation. I mean, football is a very taxing sport on your body. I mean, emotionally, physically, I mean, mentally. And when we're going to finish in April, assuming, you know, that, that, that the playoffs ended around that time, I mean, you got May, June, we're starting up at spring ball normally in May and start to install everything, getting ready. Um, so, I mean, June's when summer starts. I mean, we're going to have to really evaluate to see – I mean, we don't want to burn our guys out. Plus, we want to encourage our guys to go play another sport, basketball, baseball. So, you're not going to have access to those guys until June. But, you know what, I take comp- – yeah, it's not going to be sexy. Uh, yeah. The summer's going to be definitely a little different. We're going to have to give our kids a little more time to rest. But, you know, the coaches who were able to navigate that are going to be the ones who find a leg up somehow, you know. So, yeah. But we're all in the same boat, man everybody's in the same boat. So, but right. I mean, I'm confident with, you know, the coaching, you know, relationships I've made around in the area to kind of pick each other's brains, you know, we'll, we'll do it the right way out here. So yeah, yeah you're right. It's definitely going to affect us for sure. Yeah. It's just a, just a wild, wild thing to think about. And I feel like sometimes when you think about it and you think, okay, maybe we got a handle on it and we know how we're going to move forward. Something changes all of a sudden, or, you know, another thing pops up in your head. And it's like, Oh yeah, I guess we have to address that too. It's just a, a constant, I guess flexibility is kind of the name of the game right now, right? Both for you as a teacher right. and as a coach, like there's not really another option, right? It, you've got to be flexible and, and just figure it out. And I, like you said, I like what you said. I think the coaches and the coaching staffs that are willing to do that are going to be the ones that are the most successful. Um, yeah, man. So let me ask you this because I've, you know, working, working at CASA and other schools too, like there's a lot of coaches and teachers that I've met over the last six or seven years that do a really good job of connecting with their students and connecting with their athletes. And, um, 
a lot of respect for teachers because I know that it's an incredibly difficult job and it's something that can be incredibly stressful. Um, but it's also, it's really cool when I see a teacher who it's obvious cause and you, if you've seen it before, like there are some teachers that have been in the game for a long time and because of different circumstances, they've become jaded with the whole, you know, teaching, teaching journey. Right. And it's sometimes it's hard to tell if, if they're really, you know, connecting with their students or not. And then you have teachers like yourself or, um, you know, Vicki Warren or uh, uh, Miss Otero, who I've worked with a little bit at CASA. Like, it's obvious that you guys just love your students and you guys love what you do. So, you know, that being said, like, how do you maintain that type of connection when you have to do the distance learning? Like, for me personally, like, I can't speak for you, but just from the outside, it seems like distance learning takes basically almost like eliminates one of the things that you guys are best at, which is connecting with students. So again, if you're being flexible, how have you, like, how, how have you thought about how you want to maintain that connection with the students coming into this next school year? You know, you kind of brought it up earlier. Here's the answer to your question. The answer is, I don't know. And I'll tell you, because I don't know what this group of kids are, are, are going to require. Right. And so when it comes to like football in the spring, well, what, how are you going to navigate? I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. I don't know how I'm going to be able to, you know, make those, uh, you know, interactions with the kids, make those a, a, a positive, uh, you know, atmosphere for them because it, it is distance learning and we're going to be doing everything by zoom. But I, I have the confidence myself that I'll figure it out. Um, I, I think I did a pretty good job uh, relating to my kids and still being there for my kids in the spring when we were all in survival mode. Um, I get all the cell phone numbers of my kids. You know, I tell them, I say, hey, this isn't weird unless it's weird to you. I said, because everybody in freaking Castle Robley has my cell phone number. And if you don't have it, you can get it within five minutes by, I mean, three degrees of separation getting Coach Warner's cell phone number. So, right. um, you know, I, I had – I had every kid um, in all four of my classes. I took an extra period last uh, spring, which was another thing that kept me busy. I taught an extra class without a prep. Um, but I, I had all their cell phone numbers in my phone and I put them in groups. So when I'm texting them, hey, we got a Zoom, mate. Remember to be on the Zoom at nine o'clock, blah, blah, blah. I had a really good attendance rate. And um, I'm, I'm, uh, I think the other thing, I have very realistic expectations of what distance learning is going to be. Um, I'm mm. not going to be one of those teachers who, I'm pro kid, right? I'm 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 a, I'm a player's coach. I'm I'm a student's teacher right, right now. You right. know, I understand. I mean, I have a pretty good situation at home. I mean, I got my, my kids have two teachers as parents. They're self sufficient at 15 and 13. They don't got a young little monkey like you do at home where you got to entertain your toddler, right? And, right. and so some of these kids, <laughs> yeah, they have yeah. to be big brother, big sister, right. mom, dad figures to these kids while their parents go to work. And so I'm very realistic in the amount of work that I'm going to give these kids, but yet still trying to maintain some growth with the growth mindset of, are you going to get the information that I'm throwing at you as a math teacher to get you prepared for the next level? But at the same time, I'm not going to inundate it, man. I think, I think uh, of all three of my classes, I think I failed four kids and hmm. it was like, you know, they had to really go out of their way. Not, I mean, some kids just, they, they weren't, and everybody had a story. I right. mean, we all got it, but I mean, I think once the kids understand that you're empathetic to the situation that they're in and everybody's got a story and be open-minded, um, I think I'm going to naturally create that uh, environment that's conducive for learning, even if it is distance learning. But um, yeah, I was, I was just looking at this the other day because, you know, we're a couple weeks out and it's like, well, you know, the first week of school, it's like team building and get to know each other. And it's like, yeah. well, how can I adapt that to my Zoom call? And it's, uh, 
yeah, I mean, I'm just going to have to think outside the box and get creative, but I'm confident I'll make it happen. So <laughs> I love but, it. Yeah. Right. Right. So that, that's my answer. I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Man, I think you could probably just sum up this entire podcast with just that statement. Like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out because I think, you know, again, man, it's, I know it's easier said than done. I'm not a teacher, but I think it really applies to any area of life, like, especially in this current situation we find ourselves in. Yeah, there's, there's, you could kind of sit in that negativity and just let it overtake you. Or you could just say, hey, you know what? This situation sucks. How do I figure it out from here? Like given the circumstances, like what do I do? And I think, especially with what you do, man, like there's, it's not just how you feel or how frustrated you are or how you know, difficult it's going to be for you, but like what you do directly affects the lives of young people. And so like I, I personally, you know, man, I have a lot of respect for this attitude that you have of, hey, we're going to figure it out and I'm still going to find some way, no matter what it takes to connect with these students because I think you realize the value and the importance of what you're doing. And so, um, man, I appreciate that. And I, I think that a lot of teachers and coaches can take something away from what you just said. Um, personally, I, yeah, my wife and I, we have conversations and, and, you know, uh, I'm not about to pretend that high school teaching is harder than elementary teaching. Cause it's not, I mean, she's got She has to teach five subjects and I got to teach one. Right. <laughs> um, but I think the big thing is empathy. I think the, the most important thing a teacher could be right now is empathetic when it comes to this distance learning, because if you, if you take the gotcha mindset of, of, you know, oh, they didn't do my things. They must be lazy or they just must be stupid or they just, they just don't want to do, man, it's just not the right approach, man. Cause it's, it's, especially out here at Orangevale, Josh, you grew up here, man. I mean, it's, everyone's got a story and brother, I've heard stories that are just tear jerking. Some, some living in the Walmart parking lot in the car while they're, you know, their house had burned down. They were waiting on, I mean, this, that, and the other. I mean, it's crazy. So it's just, I've, I've taken, I've been here long enough to know here. This is my 21st year here at CASA that, man, everyone's got a story. You got to be a little empathetic and, you know, at least set themselves up, put, if you're going to have standards and guidelines with how you're going to approach it, man, you gotta, you gotta be lenient, accept the late work. Don't have a deadline and then you're going to get zero credit after this. It's like, man, cause once you dig yourself in a hole with this distance learning, you know, it's, it's, you're in give up mode at that point. It's like, okay, well, I'm never going to be able to catch up because so I don't know. It, it's, um, it, I think it'll be a little easier this time around. Um, we're, we as teachers are going to be uh, required to be, it's called synchronous and asynchronous learning. Right. So for 30 minutes a day, each period, it's got to be synchronous. We've got to be interacting with our kids on a Zoom rather than, you know, having them on on Monday. Hey, here's your assignment for the week. This is how you're going to do everything. Because like I said, spring, we had gotten through you know, two thirds of our information in the last third of it's like, Hey, you know, we've, we've talked about this. This is how to do it. Go on, get on the platform and, you know, do the work. Cause I, and we could grade it later, but we're going to be having those 30 minutes a day with synchronous learning where we, I'm going to have all my little monkeys on the, uh, on the little zoom call with me. And, right. um, and then the asynchronous learning, okay, for the next 30 minutes, this is what you're going to work on. I'm going to stay on zoom for the next 30 minutes. If you have any questions and, you know, roll with it. And I'm going to do something different. I was just talking to my wife about it yesterday. I'm actually going to take my stuff and I'm going to come to the school and I'm going to be in my classroom because cool. I need a sense of normalcy um, from my, from my point and, and be able to use the whiteboard and, and, and do some example problems. And I'm kind of thinking outside the box that, okay, well, you know, how, how can I get items to kids to be able to, you know, do some work from home, like on whiteboards and show me answers and things. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like that. So, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be funky, man. But uh, yeah, that, that's my advice to you teachers be empathetic. So yeah, no, I, I think that's a great thing. I think, you know, if I saw anything from last school year, 
it was really, and I'm, I know you saw a lot of this, I'm sure, but it was really interesting because once everything got rolling and school started doing distance learning and we're trying to figure it out, I feel like in some cases, obviously there was a lot of cases where you had uh, teachers that were frustrated with either the students and the parents, you had parents that were and students that were frustrated with teachers. But the cool thing I saw was that sometimes you had these moments where the teachers were like, man, like you said, they, I have empathy for what the students are going through. So like, how can I help? And then on the flip side, you had parents say, man, I have another level of respect for teachers because of me having to fill that role for my wow. child. And so, you know, I saw a lot of negative, but it was cool. And I saw some positive. And I think on both sides um, of that relationship, I think people gained a greater understanding of what it might be like on the other side. And I think for some people, like that was a really beneficial, beneficial thing. It sucks how it happened. But right. if, if some positive can come of it, I think that was a good thing for sure. And I think, you know, empathy pretty much sums it up. Right on. Um, so let me ask you this, like, what kind of stuff are you doing with your athletes as far as, I mean, like they've got to, they've got to get, keep, you know, getting prepared, lifting. I don't know how they're, you know, physically getting ready and they're not doing their, the weights program, I'm sure. So like, what do you, what are you guys doing <coughs> with the coaching staff that like kind of keep them motivated and keep them going as far as the physical part of their sport? Well, we're currently on a two-week buy right now. Okay. Uh, we, we had gone for four weeks where the kids were showing up in the morning. We were kind of given some guidelines on how we could work out. Uh, we started off in the weight room. You couldn't have any more than 10. So we had to think outside the box and go, okay, well, you know, you could put the kids in pods of 10. They got to stay in those pods. So if only eight of the 10 kids showed up, that you're only going to run eight through because you start them off in pods, right? Sure. So we ran, you know, two pods early on in the morning from 7 to 8.30. Uh, where 10 would be in the weight room, 10 would be outside doing CrossFit stuff on the, uh, on the, on the uh, field. And then they do conditioning together on opposite ends of the spectrum, kind of going back and forth. And then the next day they would switch. So we did that from seven to eight thirty, And then the next group of uh, 10 pod and 10 pod came in at eight thirty to 10. So we kept the kids active, man. And I'll tell you, the attendance was great. I mean, the kids, That's I awesome. mean, it's seven to eight thirty, and we got homeboys showing up working out because they, they need to get out of the house, man. Yeah. Some of these kids are like, Oh my, I got nothing else to do. It's, it's a, uh, it's a uh, social gathering. Right. To some sure. extent, you know, yeah. they got to stay six feet apart and we actually had them 15, 15 feet apart, five yards. That, Cause sure. we were able to use the field to our advantage. But nice. you no, know, I mean, so we did that and we actually ended uh, last week. We were, I said, all right, we're going to take a couple weeks off mm -hmm. uh, and uh, get ready for, you know, enjoy the last couple weeks. I have a couple trips planned. You guys go enjoy the rest of your summer. We'll pick up when the uh, first week of school comes back. That happened on the Thursday. And then Friday, the uh, district came out with an email and said, hey, um, actually, it just came out this week. Hey, uh, your, your working out is uh, ceasing uh, until further notice. And we're like, oh. So now I'm like, okay. So I haven't told my kids yet because I don't need to because we have this week off anyway. Sure. But I'm holding out hope that they're going to say, okay, hey, we can get back to it. But um, you know, I have all my kids on a, on a text message strand. Um, they, I have them all in email. I've been emailing all the parents, you know, we have these little sites like Shutterfly where you can send one mass one, but I think it's, it comes better as an email for me, but I'm, I, I, sometimes I get, uh, accused of over informing, but I'd rather over inform than not being that guy who's given any information. So oh, yeah, lost for in sure. translation, right. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I check in with my guys. I got four captains. Um, those guys, we uh, got together the first week of summer when, uh, when we started working out and they draft players off the team and they're held accountable for those guys. So those guys are checking in. So like Josh came in, it was like a fantasy football draft. We had him <laughs> over. We, That's I what it sounds like, yeah. 
No, 100%. And yeah. basically, Josh is going to draft. It's, it's a serpentine draft. It's like, oh, I'm going to pick uh, Caleb. Okay, who do you got? Oh, I'm going to take Jimmy. Or I'm going to take this. And then by the end, and, it's, it, and those guys are responsible for those guys, just checking in and making sure. And when those guys slip up, their little captain of that subgroup is held accountable just like they are. So it's, That's cool. Uh, I like that. Yeah, it's a buy-in. I, I didn't make it up. I stole it from somebody. But uh, oh, no, it's, shout out to them. <laughs> right, right. So no, it's uh, so those guys are constantly keeping in. I, I, I will text everybody, and then I'll text the captains. Hey, check in, make sure the grades are appropriate with these guys. You know, because sometimes, you know, you hear Coach Horner yapping in the ear. It's like, okay, I got you. But if Josh is yapping in the ear, it's like, okay, Josh, I, I got you. I won't, I won't let you down. So. Yeah, so I mean, we, I'm just keeping touch with my guys. These last couple of weeks, I said, hey, we're going to go radio silent, man. Go enjoy the rest of your summer. Be kids. Be smart. Make good choices. Stay healthy. Um, and we'll yeah. see you in a couple of weeks. But cool. I, like I said, I take comfort in the fact that it's really March on the football calendar right now and not really August. So, right. A good thing to remind yourself of for sure. Exactly. Have you had to have a lot of conversations with your athletes? Like, because I know that this is a difficult time for athletes, especially you know, those guys that, you know, juniors or seniors where these are, these are big years for them. Have you had to have a lot of conversations like that where you're trying to basically walk them through what's going on? Because I imagine it's got to be difficult for some of those guys. The seniors are, you know, uh, no, man, we're just optimistic a football season is going to happen. I mean, uh, from, from, That's awesome. I knew, I knew early on, I mean, it was funny when, when we first started this, uh, this uh, quarantine, you know, I, I would take walks on the daily when it was still cool enough to take my dog at a walk at two in the afternoon, but now it's going to burn his paw so we can't go. But yeah. I mean, we're walking and when I'm walking, I'm calling as many people as I can call. And I know what coaches are optimistic. So I'll choose to talk to them and then I'll be right down to earth by talking to another coach. It's like, Bro, football ain't happening. I don't know why you keep beating yourself up. And then, you know, I'll talk to our artistic athletic director. I mean, people, I know people aren't answering the phone sometimes when I talk. They're like, man, I don't, I don't want to hear from you right now. But I, I, I want to, I mean, information is everything right now, man. Content is everything. I want to know as much as I possibly can. So I knew early on that the season wasn't going to get canceled. Just from all the, the guidelines or all the things that I was taking in, it's, hey, man, um, you know, the CIF needs, needs football to happen because, half of their budgets based off of football playoffs, right? So the CIF is motivated. The district's motivated because the schools are all motivated to run a football season. It's the first, it's the first sport of the year. And those gates at all these, I can just speak for CASA, the gates at football basically fund all of the referees and umpires for all of the other sports on campus. So mm-hmm. the schools and the districts are motivated to have a football season happen. So in my head, I'm like, hey, man, we got to happen. We have to in order for all the other sports to, you know, sustain. So I was always optimistic on that. And I just kept reminding our seniors like, Hey, my dad says, ah, we're going to have a season guys. It's going to happen. And then, right. you know, I knew July 20th was the day where everyone was scrambling. I said, guys, it's going to come out where they're just going to push it to January. And, and I, right. I promise you that's what's going to happen. It's not going to be October. It's going to be January because right. if they push it to January, it gives them the wiggle room to wait and make decisions. They don't have to do anything until then. So, right. But I didn't. Ex- I I I was floored when I saw how they split up the sports. I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. that's going to be interesting to say the least." So, oh, super interesting for sure. But um, yeah, so I mean, some of my you know, I got a couple of team moms whose kids are seniors this year, and and one in particular, she's she's always. I have to talk her off the ledge. I don't think we're gonna. I said, "Listen, girl, it's it's obvious. <laughs> if if we're yeah. having the same conversation in November, let's trip out. But right now, it's August. We're good. We're all right, man. So. Just keep it moving. Keep, keep it keep moving, moving. Keep preparing. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. I, and this is a big part of what we talked to you about last time you were on the show. Uh, your involvement in the community. So obviously that's impacted in a major way. 
with all of this stuff going down. So I'm, and, but knowing you and just in this, knowing you for as long as I have, and then hearing you just in this conversation, I'm sure that the, the wheels in your mind have been turning on how you can stay involved with the community, even despite everything that's going on. So I don't know if you can share any of that, but like, how are, what are your thoughts on that? And you know, how, what you guys normally do is, is impacted by what you guys would typically do. Well, our hands are tied because we can't do anything face to face. So right. I mean, you know, with the, with our, I mean, I'm constantly being reminded, you know, we have these ramp cards that kids sell and they go to door to door and, you know, we had handed them out. And like two days later, the district athletic director's like, Hey man, we got a complaint. You know, the kids weren't wearing masks. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. So it's like, Hey guys, wear your masks. We got to be positive influences in, in the community to make sure that we're taking precautions and being smart about that. Cause we don't want people to think that we, you know, don't, don't think, you know, that this thing is important. So, you know, wearing the mask when we're going door to door, you know, I, I called the divine savior cause they usually have that garage sale and right. Katie over there is like, man, we're not having it this year, which I, I, I didn't think they were. Hopefully the night out uh, that they always run over there at the Seven Eleven. hopefully that gets rescheduled to get pushed. I'm hoping that these things get pushed like football got pushed. Right. Uh, but the junior Ram season got pushed off. We usually run that summer camp and they're just kind of waiting to see what's happening with us. But you know, at this point, there's nothing really we could do in the community because yeah. it involves, you know, face-to-face contact. So right. uh, the wheels were turning. And if you got ideas when we get off, give them to me, man. Because, I mean, yeah. I think it's important to be a positive member of, uh, of the Orangevale community. I, I love it here. And, and, but I will, I will take recommendations from you of what I could do. So, But right <laughs> now, our, our hands are just tied, man. I mean, right now, yeah. I'll say this with the district, I understand down there, you know, we're not a priority to get our football players on the field. And they're worried about how to get 60,000 kids in seats right now and getting, getting the school year started. So we're, we're kind of sitting back waiting on that. And, you know, the schooling and what we're going to do in the classroom is the number one priority at this point. So football's kind of on the back burner. So, right. Yeah. And I, and I'm with you, man. I was just curious because I, I, I feel the same way. It's like, there's not much you can do, but at the same time, I mean, the stuff that you post, like I said before, man, the stuff that you're posting with your family, the stuff that you're posting as far as, like even saying, Hey guys, make sure we're wearing masks when we go out to set a positive example. I think all of that stuff, even though you're not doing the normal face to face stuff, I think is really important as far as Casserole football setting an example for the Orangevale community. So even if that's, if that's what it is right now, and that's the only right. way that you can be involved in the community or make an impact on the community. I mean, that's, that's huge right now, I think. And, and we sell a bunch of fireworks to the community. You so sell a lot of fireworks. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that a lot of people in the Orangeville Citrus Heights area had a great 4th of July because of you guys. Yeah, right. It was, it was, it was good. It was awesome. It was kind of low key, but I'll tell you, man, around our block where usually people are kind of going and seeing the shows, it was, it was live around Orangeville, man. I mean, it was live, but no, it was a lot of families were out there. So that's a positive. I mean, people are spending a little bit more time that with their families that they normally wouldn't get to do it because of the hustle and bustle. But I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure Facebook would show us all the negatives that I've unfollowed and snoozed, but right now it's, Hey, I get to right. with my family that I normally wouldn't get. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said, man, you won't, you won't even know if that negativity is out there. Cause you know, you did the smart thing and snooze them. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had another thought, but I kind of lost, I distracted myself. Um, so, I, so, you know, I was thinking, man, two thoughts. This is not yeah. about anything that I have in my notes, but, uh, have you ever considered doing a podcast? No, I, I don't, th- I don't think I'd have time. I know Ali Aguilar, Ali, Ali's like, Oh man, he should have his own podcast. I'm like, no, nah. right, you know, I, I actually, 
in preparation for this, I went back and listened to my podcast before. Yeah. Uh, I was doing that yesterday. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get with Josh. And so now I have something I can actually listen to. Man, I do not sound good on tape, man. I don't think people would want to listen to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I could come on and we could talk, but I don't sound good. <laughs> so it's, um, uh, That's not even a concern, man. That's not even a concern at all. I thought you sounded fine. Right. Well, okay. But nobody likes to hear their voice. I don't know how you do That's it. That's true. I mean, do you, do you think you sound awesome? Oh, absolutely not. No, right. but I, but I've, I've become numb to it, man. Like, because I have to edit this thing. I, I have no choice. Like, see, here's the problem too. I'm going to, I'm going to talk more trash about Deb. Deb gets to record when she actually shows up and then she's basically done, but I have to listen to my voice. I have to edit it and all that stuff. So like uh, she said this last time when I wasn't there, but I basically do all the work. I'm just going to say it to you. Coach. Um, <laughs> It's awesome to have Deb around, but you know, she doesn't do that much. No. <laughs> She's the assistant coach, bro. You're the head coach. You got it. Yeah. You, I mean, these are responsibilities you got to take on, man. So that's, that's so, so I don't complain, but I do like to let the people know. I'm not trying to brag, but you know, right, I right, carry this right. team. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, man. So yeah, no, I think it'd be cool if you, I mean, again, you're right. You're super busy. So having a podcast is the least of your concerns, but you know, maybe one day if you think about it, uh, and you have some time. I think it would be a, a cool thing. I think a lot of people would, would listen to it for sure. The other thing is, next time we have you on, man, who knows when that will be? Because I know you're busy. But we'll have to get your wife on with you. I think oh, that'd be, I think that'd be that'd a fun be awesome. episode. Yeah, you know. And and yeah. then uh, anybody who's watching it, I don't know. Do you guys post this on YouTube, or is no, it no, just just okay. just the audio? Yeah, well, she she sounds amazing. I mean, because I'll tell you, Perfect. that woman. Yeah, she 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 is the light of my life man she she's awesome yeah she's she's a great human being and, and i'll tell you i said it last podcast but you know i i have a pretty high opinion of myself as a teacher and as a coach but i'm i'm nothing compared to what that woman is in the classroom i'll, I'll tell you it's it's gonna be funny you watch on facebook brother because people will when they find out probably later this week we're gonna be up at my parents cabin so we'll be we'll be disconnected from social media yeah but it's like the lottery when, when the Trajan elementary families find out who they got for fifth grade, man. It's like, we got Mrs. Horner. People are throwing parties. And it's like, it's crazy. I'm like, baby, yeah. it's hilarious to watch. It's like, woo. And then you get the kids who are sad. We didn't get Mrs. Horner. I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's great. That's awesome, man. But you guys, uh, no, you guys do a good job here, man. I, I was listening to the Spivey ones. You guys are all Office fans. That's awesome. That's you- literally, we watch The Office every night at dinner time, man. We've oh. gone through it once and we started yep. back up. And all of your trivia things, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I totally know every one of these, man. Oh, that's a good episode too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that- man. I didn't know that, man. Yeah, we're, we're big Office fans over here. And so... Uh, you know what? After after we uh, end this recording, I'm definitely gonna uh, reach out to the Spivey guys. You need to be on their podcast. I've actually, it's funny. I I was thinking about some guests that we've had. I'm like, man, who would who would be a really good guest on their podcast? And you were one of the names I thought. I think he would do it. I don't know if you know those guys. Uh, I don't. But what's funny is I called Vance Charvo. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I'll listen to the Spivey podcast. I'm gonna check it out. And I was scrolling through their guests, and I saw you, and then yeah. I saw Vance Charvo, and he coaches freshman football here. I'm like, oh. yeah. I'm going to pull up the Vance Trevor and I listened to it and they were, they were grilling him about breakfast and breakfast you know, foods. His, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a country potato guy, not a hash brown. I'm like, Oh, there you go, man. And what's funny is I call Vance. I'm like, dude, great job on the podcast. Yeah. And then like, he must've called one of them. Cause like within two hours, I had a friend request on Facebook from one of them. I don't know which one, but Sarah, That's awesome. who is who, Sarah Spivey, yeah. I guess was Bianchi. Yeah, she she was she, a was, she was in my class. Yeah, and we were yeah. friends on Facebook, so I'm like, oh, Sarah Spivey, okay, okay, they, uh, clearly make I the am. connection. Either sisters or one's married to her, so right. Yeah, so <laughs> that's but, awesome, man. Yeah, no, I'm gonna like I said, I'm definitely gonna send them a text after this and say, hey, you need to have Horner on because I think you guys would, in, I think you would enjoy that that conversation. They're a couple of fun guys, and they just started back up again. I know they took a little break, 
Um, but I think they just released an episode earlier in the week or maybe over the weekend. So uh, I'm sending your name their way. Your name there. Right on. Well, hey, I got to, uh, so how are you, uh, you know, managing this, this quarantine thing? I mean, you got a toddler at home. I mean, are you, I mean, you and your wife do a good job with, you know, with her. I mean, you're always active and I see all the little tricks you're doing with her in the backyard. And I mean, is it just draining because you, you have to entertain constantly, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> she is, uh, she is definitely energetic. I'll say that she's been on the go basically since the day she was born. Um, she's been, yeah, she's just been really strong and she's just active all the time. So yeah, I mean, there's days where it can be draining, but you know, we're also like, I like to think that both uh, Rachel and I are both optimists as well. And so I was like, Hey, this is, this is uh like, this is the daughter we've been entrusted with. So I guess we just got to, we just got to keep up and, and keep it moving. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. My wife's also a teacher and mm. uh, she's a high school PE teacher. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. High school. Yeah. Great. So, uh, navigating those waters has been a little bit, uh, tricky for her, just especially with PE. It's a little bit of a different animal as far as distance learning, but, um, she handled it really well. I was super proud of her for how she handled that and how she was able to maintain that connection with the kids, um, and the students. So yeah, it's been, it's been good. I mean, we're both thankful that we both still have jobs and we've had jobs right. since the beginning of this entire thing. So, um, we know a lot of people that that wasn't the case. So Man, for us, we're just like, hey, how can we complain? Because we have a healthy daughter. We both have jobs. And um, so we can't even complain, man. We know there's a lot of people that are in really tough situations. So, um, yeah, it hasn't always been easy. But, you know, we, we just kind of kept a positive attitude. It's like, hey, we just got to keep it rolling and keep, keep it moving and, and make the best of it. Right. Uh, you know, you, you touched on something that it was kind of a learning experience for, I teach AVID. I don't know if you're familiar with that program, but it's basically yeah. we navigate the waters in high school to get these kids into college, building a resume with classes they take and get them prepared to go off to a four-year college. And I'll tell you, when this thing first happened, some of the conversations we were having on Zoom with those seniors, it's like, hey man, I would definitely go through right now and look at the jobs that are out there right now that aren't affected by this quarantine thing. And because the average college kid changes their major six times. Right. So, you know, I tell my kids, I'm always telling them, Hey, go out and volunteer as much as you can. When you're in college, you have no idea how much free time you have. Go out and volunteer as much as you can. And right. so now it's like, be aware of what, what jobs are still working right now and what jobs are, you know, are, are, are you know, don't, don't, aren't earning paychecks right now or having to collect unemployment. And, and, you know, that kind of gears you into, you know, the, the, the waters of what you're going to major in and things. So it was, it was kind of, and it's, it's interesting watching my kids. We, we've actually had conversations, you know, with my son, Braden, you know, Hey dad, you know, I've always wanted to be an engineer. I mean, his golf coach told him he should have been an engineer when he was 10. And so all of a sudden he wants to be an engineer, right? Because her boyfriend was an engineer right. and he reminded her of him. He's just an intellectual dude. That's he's awesome. like, are engineers are still employed right now? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Some, I, we could call Corey and we could find out. But it, it sure. the, 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 and my other son's like, I want to be a professional soccer player. It's like, all right, settle down. <laughs> That's not, I want you to think like, you know, long-term wise. So right, but right, yeah, right. It, we definitely have those dialogues and it's a, it's a teachable moment. And yeah, there's a ton of teachable moments during this time, man. I mean, just with oh, yeah. who they can interact with and who they can't interact with. And like, it's funny, you guys are probably in the same boat. You know, you have certain families that you'll, you feel comfortable, you know, bubble hanging out with and certain yeah. families are like, ah, you know, I don't know. So we just kind of say, you know, we do everything on, talk about zoom. Jesus, man, this thing overnight is like a global phenomenon. Right. But, 
<laughs> but my son Braden, he does like Dungeons and Dragons. He does D and D with his buddies, okay. and they do it on Zoom. And it's like you know, if there's only like two or three kids, I get it. But and I'm not letting eighty of you dudes get in a room. I don't know where they've been, and we got grandparents, so but right. so it, it's it it you find yourself. So we just have a blanket rule, like, and we we feel uncomfortable choosing between what friends we trust on yours and what. So we just say, hey man, no, we're not going to be around other people. We're going to limit right. that as much as possible. So. Yeah, I think you have to have those tough conversations. I mean, I, yeah, we've had to do some of the same things. There's certain people that's like, hey, it's nothing personal. But right. it's just at this, you know, at this point, we just can't have you have you around or we can't be around you guys. And I think it goes both ways, too. It's like we know that, you know, I'm obviously I'm still working. So um, I like to let people know that I've met up with some people. And uh, you say, hey, just so you know, this is I'm so I've still been working, you know, still wearing a mask and all that stuff. But you know, it's like, it's just, I think it's a common courtesy thing, you know, yeah. no, matter, no matter, I think how you, how you believe or what you believe about this entire thing. I think, um, I think it's the least you can do is at least be considerate of people. And yeah, like you said, if you have to have those tough conversations about, Hey, we just don't feel comfortable or we just want to get a blanket statement across the board that we're just going to kind of isolate and not see, like you said, the bubble, bubble families. It's just, it's just part of what happens. And I think you gotta be, like I said, we keep saying it, but you just got to kind of roll with it. Yeah. And the people we associate with, they understand they're, they're the same yeah. friend of mine. And when you just That's are just good. honest. Yeah. So one line, I'm going to flip this one more. I got a, a See, couple this questions. Is what, That's what I'm saying, man. Like I say, Hey, you should do a podcast. You're like, I don't know. And then he's asking me questions. Go ahead. Yeah. Baseball, man. Baseball. What's going on with baseball right now? Do you, are you confident that they're going to be able to pull this thing off? Cause every time you turn yeah. around, someone's so another team's getting, you know, 13 players tested positive. I think the thing is going to get shut down. As much as I don't want it to be, because I like having sports in my life right now, yeah. I just don't see how it's going to sustain. Do you? I mean, not, not definitely not at this rate. It's been, um, because what, was it yesterday? Yesterday, the, with more Cardinals, right? More Bro, St. Louis Cardinals I, I, came out? I don't know. I mean, every, every day yeah. it's another team. So it's I, like, I can't I remember on. at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I was really excited. I'm a huge baseball fan, and I was uh, excited that the season got going. And I was, I was, I'll say this, I was pessimistic for a while that the season would even, you know, happen. Obviously, you had all of the, the player union, all the stuff that was going on. Right. Um, and so like for that reason, you're like, are we going to have a season? And then once they finally agree on something, then you're just like, you know, fingers crossed, like right. hopefully nothing happens. We can get to the season. So then it starts. And then now, like you said, all these, you know, these, um, these cases of, of Corona hitting these different, different teams. I mean, the Marlins got hit pretty hard. Yep. I know the Cardinals got hit pretty hard. I think there was another team that got hit pretty hard. So I don't know, man, like I'm still hoping, but it's not, it's definitely not looking good. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll say that. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole thing gets shut down and which is crazy to say, cause it's 60 games, right? It's only 60 games, but it's not well, looking one, good. Once they're canceling these things, they got to make them up somehow. And I mean, right. they were, they were going to squeak these 60 games in. It's like, where, where are you going to, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm not hopeful and I like baseball. And uh, yeah. you know, just from listening to you guys and listening to the Michelle Dapper one, the most recent one, you guys are all, yeah baseball fanatics and i'm like I, I don't think how it's going to sustain man i just don't. well yeah and i'm an optimist and right. so right <laughs> yeah for sure i mean it's tough too because I, it's not like so the nba has their bubble right and you have right. all these guys in the bubble so you're kind of able to contain everything mm -hmm. and as far as i know baseball doesn't have anything like that set up so it is a little bit tricky and i think for me too seeing how it's working out with basketball seeing how it's working to work out with baseball will be really interesting for the NFL to see what they're I mean, before you know it. I mean, we're, we're already in August, right? Typically the first game is at the end of August, right? The first game right. of the season. Right. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of steps they take to make it happen. Cause it's not looking, not looking great. 
Well, we're all waiting over here at the high school level, and, and, and every, every football organization is waiting to see what the NFL can do and right. then what college football can do and how junior college is going to be affected, and it's a trickle-down effect, man. If they're able to pull it off, um, you know, we think it's going to be uh, – it's just going to work its way down through us. But I don't know, man. I'm optimistic that it's going to happen. I, think, I don't know – you know, I, I have a, a coaching friend of mine who says, uh, what's going to change from now until January? Well, nothing's going to change. I don't think the number's going to get any, you know, better. Uh, right. Yeah, there's going to have to be a considerable drop, but I think the, the mindset towards it has to change in, in order for us to be able to pull it off. It's like, you know, the assumption of risk. You know, you're assuming the risk that you, you might get coronavirus and you're going to come out and take part in this particular sport. Right. And I think – I think that's, that's, that, that's the only difference. But when you're working with kids and the liability and we live in California and everyone's so happy and everyone, nobody wants to be, everybody wants to be the sheep and nobody wants to be the guinea pig. And everybody's just looking at each other going, who's going to bleed first? Who's going to make the decision? And nobody wants to make the decision, man. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either, man. It's uh, I guess that's all we can. That's probably just the title of this episode. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll figure it out, right? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, hey, right. man, um, definitely appreciate your time, man. Uh, I want to make sure that we're respectful of that. So, um, you know, any final thoughts before we before we end this recording? No, no final thoughts. I think we covered it all, man. Just uh, you teachers out there, be be empathetic. Each kid has a story. Um, you know, w- w- you coaches, if you could, you know, just – keep in contact with your guys and be optimistic and, and, and be hopeful that it's all going to happen. Cause I mean, some kids, man, sports is all we got right now. And, yeah. and it, it keeps our football players engaged in school when they're playing football. So, right. you know, we're, 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 I think that's the biggest thing I'm worried about with starting off with distance learning. I mean, I, I'm going to work, I'm going to work twice as hard as a football coach and teacher during this distance learning time than I ever have, because I have to constantly be on guys and checking grades and making sure that, you know, I'm that bridge between them and the teacher. If they're not, you know, forming that relationship as positively as they need to be, but it's, it's going to be trying because it's a, yeah, we're, we're in some uncharted waters, man. So yeah, just keep, keep engaged with your student athletes and be hopeful and optimistic that we're going to pull this thing off and uh, you teachers be empathetic out there, man. So yeah. That, awesome. All. Cool. Uh, where can they, uh, where can they follow you, your team on social media, all that stuff? Well, you can follow uh, me on Facebook and, uh, you know, send me a freaking friend request. I'll, I'll add you. <laughs> you there <know>? you go. <laughs> and then uh, on Twitter, we have a football account. You can look it up with Castle football. We just tweeted out our, uh, our football schedule. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, I think we're going to be pretty good this year. So we're hoping fingers crossed. I think, uh, I, I think we, things go our way. We're, we're going to contend for a section title. So. <laughs> well, I love it, man. I hope so, man. I hope, I hope that we get to that point. I hope you guys can for sure. Um, you guys can follow us at uh, Character Combine on Facebook, at Sports Character on Twitter, uh, character, at Character Combine on Instagram, YouTube. We have some cool clips of uh, past events that we've done. So yeah, check us out on all those places. Coach Horner, man, thank you so much for taking some time. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, you know, man, keep up that positivity. We need it. Right on, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you.